Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 126, episode 3 of Your Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say, officially off the top, fuck the Koch brothers, fuck Fox News, fuck the coronavirus, um, fuck the Trump administration, fuck this reopen America hashtag, unless you're talking oh about how God, whack it yeah. is. Whoa. Fuck a lot of things, you guys. Whoa. Uh, yeah. It's Wednesday, March 25th, 2020. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. When I find myself in times of virus, Daily Zeitgeist comes to me. The second-rate podcast, Quarantined, 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 oh. no oh Quarantined, All Out of Mountain Dew, Quarantined. That is courtesy of first-time AKA writer Pig Butter. Uh, pig great. butter, pig butter, massive Gross. debut also, for maybe pig really butter. Good, maybe oh. delicious. Uh, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. If you're corny, let's do it. Facetime me. I'm lonely, intoxicated, blunted, on chronic. If you're corny, let's do it. Let's cyber. I'm horny. Um, I just added the other part, but the first part by Trike Gang at Just TDZ AKAs. Shout out to Genuine, and thank you for spelling Genuine correctly. A lot of people spell it like the word genuine, uh, or you do G-E-N. Thank you for spelling it G-I-N, respecting the artist's yeah. name. That is one of the songs that most uh, grew in my estimation when I heard it on uh, that song podcast uh, that Demi and Miel. Mm-hmm. Oh! Uh, when you hear the stems for that thing, man. Woo! Yeah. So good. Uh, we're thrilled to be joined Punch in our third. Punch up the damn jam. It's a fucking jam. Uh, we're thrilled to be joined in our third seat by our co-host, Jamie Loftus! All the hands that I used to shake, all the teepee I used to waste, all the rides I could zambone, I'm stuck by my window. (laughs) (laughs) That's at just TDZ, a.k.a. Trite Gang Represent. All right, guys. Two for three. Two for three. Uh, No one's one's touching uh, Christy Yamaguchi Main's crown for now. Yeah. Yeah, for now. We yeah, got time. Now. Oh, and plenty yeah. of people got yeah. time. We got time in the choir. <laughs> we got we got so much time. Oh, we got time uh, at choir. least a week before we all head back to work with our lunch pails <laughs> uh, and our American flag t-shirts, because uh, we are going to reopen America, baby. Oh, um, God. That's uh, that's my search history, but uh, <laughs> let's when tell will real America quick. reopen? <laughs> yeah, when will America be open, guys? Some things we're going to talk about today, guys. We're going to talk about alternate hand washing songs. We're going to check in with or ask you guys what's going on with y'all's rent and uh, where you live. Uh, we are going to talk about the America back to work because you want to work. We're going to uh, do a little more. Uh, updates on class warfare, uh, talk about the 76ers pay cut, the conservative plan behind China virus, uh, all of that, plenty more. Maybe we'll get to televangelists uh, because they actually found a cure, uh, many mm-hmm. different cures yep. for coronavirus. It's called salvation. Which is oh, oh, is it those slop buckets, the Jim Baker slop buckets? Uh, no, those uh, are to well, nourish you. Oh. Yeah. There's also uh, just donating to them that uh, apparently helps a lot. Uh, $91 Mm -hmm. uh, in honor Mm -hmm. of Psalm 91. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. all things, all ways to cure yourself. I'm Uh, saved. Are you brothers and sisters? (laughs) Brother, uh, let me tell you what. All right. Saved. Uh, But first, uh, what is something (laughs) from your search history, guys, that's revealing about who we are? Oh, God. I searched uh, how many tomatoes do you need to make sauce. I was trying I, to make. I want to be quarantined with Miles. 
I was yeah, like, I mean, yo, are you making a lot of shit? You're well, I need vegetables, and, like, there's a produce woman who's, like, you know, I'll just go to, has plenty of produce that needs to be sold, and I thought I bought enough to make, you need, like, five pounds to make, like, a full-on Pomodoro sauce, but it's actually right. really easy. You can, I like, just cook them. what that means. Take, hey, just dice up your Roma tomatoes, cook them down to a boil, Gotta throw be in Roma. some garlic, Roma you know what tomatoes, I mean? Are those the little guys? They're, like, They're the ones shit. that don't look like... Yeah, they and look all weird. Guys. Yeah, they look they're like, like kind of like taller rather than uh, fatter. I've never had a food before. Uh yeah. You're, <laughs> you're always eating tasty wheat. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was just trying to make my own sauce. I googled the chaotic opposite of that. I googled when is my guacamole old? <laughs> <laughs> and what is it? You go by smell, color, texture? Well, I tried not to get thrown off by the color because I, I kind of right. I looked at it. I was like, oh, that doesn't look oh, good. And oxidized. then I, I gave a little taste. And I was like, mm, still tastes okay. And then I'm like, I better check in with the experts. And I was like, ha, when is my guacamole old? And Mr. Google, Ms. Google, I don't, I don't care to presume, said, uh, it's probably fine. And so I finished. It's it. always fine. It's, it's, never, fine. it's never bad. Yeah. Actually, it's like, honey, it, never it doesn't expire. Bad. It doesn't expire. They find it in it's the tombs. Like honey, it's just permanently good. Honey doesn't expire, right? That's like the that's the thing. I think that's right. I've I've they find, never they find it in tombs. I've never once thrown honey out, and I've found some old ass honey in the back of a spice cabinet. I always used like in my day. I always took like this thing that a docent told me during a museum tour very long ago, like through a mummy exhibit, and they're like, and we also found honey in this pharaoh's tomb. And the honey and you was still it. good after all these years. And I was like, yeah. right. okay, so I'm guessing honey never goes bad. I could be totally wrong. And I may That's, have a lot of hu- bad honey induced injuries. I got that same, mm. I got that same info uh, on like a museum tour. And it's like, when you say it that way, it sounds kind of like, <laughs> sometimes when people relay history to you, you're like, well, you're a fucking pervert. Why do you care about that? Where you're like, and the, <laughs> and the honey was still good. <laughs> you're just like, ew. Yum, 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 yum. The thing, oh, if the just a quick- corpse water, not quick quite Google. so good. Quick Google, <laughs> honey does not go bad ever. In fact, recognized as one of the only foods that does not spoil. It will just crystallize over time. I think that there was something about that in the movie slash book Holes, but they their thing was like peaches. They had peaches that preserved for a really long time. Uh, Peach preserves. Yeah. 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 I've I guess that's where they get the name from. Swish. I should rewatch Holes. That's. I mean, now, now that's a LaBeouf. That's a LaBeouf. Now, yeah. that's, now, a, that's, now that's a LaBeouf. Now that's a spicy LaBeouf. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, Guys, what is something uh, that is underrated? Um, hot take. Talking to, talking to some boomers. Okay, uh, dude, I, what? I, you talk what to boomers? The fuck? They're, so I've been. Uh, I, I was looking for like to see if there was like a spreadsheet of like different like uh, services like this in different areas. I haven't been able to find a lot, but there's a service in my area where. They're basically like looking for volunteers to call um, seniors and just check in on them and be like, hey, do you need uh-huh. do you need like uh, groceries delivered or prescriptions delivered and just like setting them up with services. But I've been talking to a lot of L.A. area boomers. And I've been having a lovely time. I've been having yeah. such a. Yeah, it's making I've been doing it for like whatever the hour before we start recording. Uh, in the mornings, and it's been so nice. I've had I've had some some cutie pie conversations. Had some scary ones too. There was like <laughs> a guy yesterday that was like, "Millennials need to be drafted." Also, will you p- please deliver prescriptions to my home? I was like, "No," uh, and yes, um, need to be drafted and into the military to deliver your prescriptions. <laughs> he well, his thing was. I don't know. There was like a very I I like just put on my like auntie uncle goggles um with communicating but it's like his thing was like uh that he was drafted in nam and so he's like you've been drafted to your couch and you're still fucking it up i was like damn (laughs) i was like damn that is like not untrue there's i mean look at ryan canyon we're out here fucking it up so 
Anyways, right. learning all sorts. Of, but it's it's been it's been lovely. If you can find a local group that's doing a service like that, I feel like more people should be doing it. But this is the only one that I've seen. What did you have to What did you have to search to find that information? Like for someone in their area, if they were trying to look for that, like what did you look for well, exactly? I I follow a bunch of like local coalitions for like the elderly and the homeless. So I've just been like checking their Instagrams every day. And Mm -hmm. normally they'll post like a post or something in their Instagram stories if like an affiliated uh, organization is looking for volunteers. So I just found it through like a homeless coalition's Instagram. Uh, So I kind of looked into it. You really like plugged into the good person scene i feel like I don't, guys, scene shit. of people who are kind first of all i'm flexing second of all right. i don't got shit to do like there is <laughs> there's never there's never been a better time to do to do nice things from your home because i don't have shit to do second but. of all i was actually phone banking for bernie the whole time there is, second of all i was like <laughs> listen i know that california already voted bernie but let me just spread the good word again yeah no this is and talking talking to boomers is is great i mean everyone like i i loved phone banking for bernie uh but i uh, but it's you know when you're offering something and not asking for something people are so much nicer to you it's great mm-hmm. mm. Yeah, the it, it's interesting as, as a generation, boomers were kind of the first generation that was uh, able to dodge the draft, and uh, we've elected three boomer presidents out of the last four presidents, all of whom dodged the draft. But it's yeah, kind of their I, thing. We were yeah, drafted to the couch, and we're fucking it up. You were drafted to your couch. What does that even oh. mean? It was the best. Old, it was the best Wait. old head. We were all drafted to our couch, Jack. <laughs> oh my. God, I had and no idea. And some people are out here at Runyon Canyon draft dodging. <laughs> we've probably talked about this already, but um, everything's a blur now. But we we've talked about the fact that like the young people on the beaches are Gen Z and not millennials, right? In uh, Florida, in in yeah. Florida, yeah. But yeah, I think right. the I think the Runyon Canyon culprits are are millennial no, it's heavy. I see. I've seen them all. Every generation is fucking up. Yeah, in LA. all of them. I've, Oh yeah, dude. When I went down PCH, I don't again. Time's a blur, but I saw like a full on like biker meetup at Neptune's no! Net restaurant of like oh, forty five motorcycles, and they were all just hanging out together, drinking beers. I'm like, y'all are fucking up. Bye bye, yeah. vroom vroom. This is why we're gonna lose like the good the biker stores vote. that are left. This is why we're gonna lo- we're gonna lose all the good stores that are still open. Come on. Yeah. And were those bikers mostly like young eighteen-year-olds with like nah, neck dude. tattoos? They were all like, <laughs> they were all full-on like midlife crisising it up. Like, oh, Gen like, X and boomers. Yeah, huh. and it was like Genics? definitely. It was kind of the thing where like you know people who try and act like they're in like motorcycle clubs and like look like they're patched <laughs> in or something into a motorcycle <laughs> gang, but like you look at the shit and you're like, bro, y'all, okay, this is like your riding <laughs> yeah. club. But like yeah. they want to yeah. put out the vibes, like I'll beat you to death with a chain. Uh, right. It was like that, like the Malibu version of those people. You can tell they got all their gear at the same gift shop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, what is something we think is overrated? I have an answer to this. Uh, Happy birthday is a hand washing song. Uh, first of all, we <laughs> you have to sing it twice, which is annoying, but the. <laughs> We don't know, like people sing happy birthday at all different paces. Like we don't know what what the definitive pace of happy birthday is. Like that's right. why it's usually such a mess at birthday parties because some people are singing it slow, some that's people true. are singing it fast. Uh, I, and, I think the and ben, you have the, to sing it well, twice. Go ahead. You just need a song. You just need a song that you can sing that you like to sing, like one that you yeah. like to sing, and you realize, oh shit, I've been singing one minute of a song. So I'm just I, singing AKAs. One of the last shows we had at the office when Lacey Mosley was through, we were joking about like birthday song isn't long enough. And she had the idea we're doing um, Kia's My Neck, My Back, but from the very right. beginning. So if you started from <laughs> All Your Ladies Pop Yo Pussy Like This, Shake Your Body Don't Stop, Don't Miss, All Your Ladies Pop Yo Pussy Like This, Shake Your Body Don't Stop, Don't Miss, Just Do It, Do It. Do it, do it, do it now. Lick it good. Suck this pussy just like you should. Right now. Lick it good. Suck this pussy just like you should. My neck. My back. 
lick my pussy and my crack. And then you could keep, you could, if you want to sing the part right. going, get that extra wash on. But there, we've killed a good amount of time. And you can kind yeah. of, like, no, you fucking, you will wash your hands harder. Well, and that's, yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's like double duty. You could leave your, your like, hand washing si- situation ready to fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm. That's right. You better be washing your hands up too fuck. I got my heart rate up already. <laughs> um, I think people are saying the chorus from I Will Survive is 25 seconds. Staying Alive is 25 oh, okay. seconds. There's uh, more fun ones, yeah. Find, Her Majesty find by the Beatles uh, oh, not is my, not my 25 seconds from beginning to end. Um, that's the one I've been singing. I'm I, sure, like, what, that beginning of, like, Journey, Don't Stop Believing should be enough for, like, oh, other yeah. Just people, like, scumbags tunnel. who miss yeah. screaming drunk in a bar at night. Like, that man. <laughs> yeah. Living on a cl- prayer. Like, just do, find a 25-second snippet of living on a yeah. prayer. If you Do the first shitty. verse of Closing Time. I do Mr. Brightside, the whole fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> and you have no fingernails. And I have, yeah, my hands are falling <laughs> off, but I have never been happier. <laughs> um, I think that uh, uh, has anyone ever done crest white strips? I think they're overrated as hell. Oh uh, no, I don't think so. My mom passive aggressively snail mailed me crest white strips because she doesn't think that I look nice, and so I wow. was like, I, I mean that we could talk about that all day. But anyways, she passive aggressively mailed me some white strips a couple weeks ago, pre quar. But I'm like, now I could I could do the white strips. Like I've got the time. I I'll it'll be harder for me to forget. Uh but I don't like I've been doing them for a week. It doesn't seem like they're working. The gel is nasty and sticks Ugh. to your teeth. And I almost swallowed one last night and I had to because <laughs> I forgot <laughs> I forgot they were there, and then I like swallowed hard, and one got lodged in my throat, and I was like, "Oh my god!" It's scary. Has, has, it's has anyone succumbed to the, an errant white strip going down their windpipe? Has anybody ever died by white strip? That would yeah. be that's the the most. I mean, it's like yeah. Uh, so I another own, thing the, white strips that can happen me. is you fall asleep with the white strips on, and then you wake up and your like teeth hurt uh, because you've had them on too long. Whoa! Yeah, they. There's I'm also sorry. Did you do that, Jack? I, I have never whitened my teeth, which is uh, wait, but right. yeah, I I have the proof in my mouth. Uh, <laughs> I've never whitened my teeth, but it happened to uh, a loved one whose name I will not. <laughs> there, well, that's kind of scary too, because it's like you the on the label. There's like a warning of like if your teeth hurt, power through. Like you're like ah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They're power so, through. So you don't need now is not the time to be, you know, mobilizing your mom's passive aggressive beauty solutions, everyone. Right. Yeah. Fuck self improvement at this point, other oh, than yeah. improving the cleanliness of your hands. Yeah. Uh, Nasty. And fuck like all the all the standards that we used to have for like what a good parent is. I'm just like, yo, if if y'all need to just watch TV for a couple hours, that's gonna happen. Uh, yeah. We're in yeah. people now. We're indoor people. And finally, guys, what's a myth? What's something people think is true that we know to be false? Uh, my myth is that there can't be good marketing emails during the quarantine. I just got an That's email. It's a myth a lot of people are putting out there that I'm glad you're busting right now. Yeah. But this is, this is more than your average our COVID-19 <laughs> update. This is an email. <laughs> so I've been on every bus company to ever take to the road. It's not a brag. It's just the truth. This is from a, a bus company called Flixbus. If anyone's ever hopped on a Flixbus, Flixbus just sent an email. It seems like just because they're like, <laughs> they, they're not updating us on anything. They obviously can't sell bus tickets right now. So it's just an email that says, we miss you. But right now, staying at home is the right thing to do. Hashtag stop the bre- spread. Hashtag stay at home. Fun facts are a great way to pass the time. Hopefully, they can take your mind off things and put a smile on your face. And then it's three facts about buses. It, yeah. says, it says, two babies were born inside of a Flix bus. They can arrive now for free until they're 18 years old, of course. <laughs> of course. What do you mean? Our generosity only extends to children. And they say, Go Bus. That was the name of the first Flix bus when the company was founded. Back then, the buses were blue. And then, <laughs> and my favorite is they link to a mini game on Steam 
where you can just it's when because everyone's hurting because they can't ride the Flix bus right now, they have a simulator so that you can drive the Flix bus places. Mm. Mm. That um, is, it which has. I'm assuming is going to occupy all your time going forward. Well, unfortunately, on Steam, it has mixed reviews. Fifty nine percent of people seem to think it's fun, but I thought that that li- that was like you could also just not email us, uh, but <laughs> just <laughs> just trying to shoehorn their way in there. Just want to let you know, uh, even though it's a thing, no one should be writing right now unless you have to. We're still kind of yeah. cool. Did you see the marketing email from the FBI? It was like an FBI fitness app. They were like, download this to your phone and you'll get, you can like exercise like you're in the FBI. Yeah, fucking right. That's some miscongeniality shit. Right. Uh, I guess, is miscongeniality nationalist propaganda? Probably. Damn it. It's also, (laughs) damn it. A little bit. No, I got gotten again. Now I got to throw that one in the pile. I got it. It's just a. It's just a tad. Set. We've co- we've covered it on the Bechtel cast, but we didn't consider that it's a nationalist text. Mm. All right, uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more news. And we're back. And. Yay. We wanted to check in with uh, Zeitgang on just how everyone's, like, what's going on with anyone's rent situation uh, in their local city. Like, what what's the policy? Yeah, it uh, seems, it's been hard to, I mean, yeah, just like on a local level, it's been hard to keep up with everything. We're obviously, like, we all live in basically the same area, uh, but... I've been trying to like keep up with friends who are living in different areas and like waiting to hear like, oh, is there actually going to be a rent freeze in your area? Or like, I mean, some people like the governor of California has said that like if you have things related to COVID, you can get some relief. But then on a local level, that's not always true. Like our city, our city council uh, very shadily, shadily, shadily postponed the meeting about rent freeze by two weeks. I wonder fucking why. Mm, right. uh, uh, so yeah, we're, I mean, it, whether it's like a discussion in the Discord or the Reddit or whatever, we're just curious of like where where's everyone at on that? Because it seems like every community is in a very, I mean, in a different place in a number of ways of like. Are you allowed to go outside? Are people still f- like fucking around in your in your like? Are people still hanging out places? And then like yeah, yeah what's what's the situation? Yeah, and if you have any suggestions on like how people are organizing to help put pressure on uh, their local city council to do a rent freeze, or I know yeah, just LA... don't pay your rent. That yeah, the best way to go. do it is to literally not pay your rent because it's like I, my strange yeah. addiction is calling my city councilor and then being ignored, ignored, ignored. So, um, yeah, I mean, th- yeah, it, it, I think it all, yeah, it depends on who, if you have a management company that is being uh, completely inhumane, or maybe you have benevolent landlords that are Dax Shepard and Kristen Bell who have. So kindly told TMZ that they they're not asking for rent. They're landlords, no. Oh, they're landlords and ladies, of course. I don't know if Hannibal Burris. Oh yes. Also, if oh, he's I knew freezing, Hannibal Burris. Um, but yeah, it it all came out there. I don't know if if they told people, but it it it, it sounds as if they're not asking for rent. But yeah, I mean, at a time like this, it it seems. Again, you see texts going like viral on Twitter of people's back and forths with like, you know, I don't know if they're real. They seem pretty real based on how like it's very disconnected landlord talk of like, hey, so I know it's kind of a tough month, but um, just because uh, the pandemic's going on doesn't mean the bills stop. So we'll still need you to pay your rent on April. And they're like, but I have literally no income. And yeah. the landlords are like, OK, well, I hope you're not one of those people who's working like check to check because that would be bad. And it's like, well, what are, are you are you Jesus. just collecting rent? Is that your job? I hope you're not just collecting rent month to month and have right. no I mean, way to do anything <laughs> else. That's right. pretty fucking rich from like there's someone that, you know, is sitting on like frozen two checks. You're like, Shut. yeah, right. God damn it. Oh, That's... don't worry. We're, we won't be asking in a t- oh, at a time like this. I mean, how how could we? 
At a time like this, Kristen Bell's texting with Josh Gad. Josh Gad's crying, crying, crying. <laughs> this is just my dystopian that... fan fiction. <laughs> I yeah, I hadn't quite put to I hadn't quite put together the human toll of this crisis till I saw that video of Josh Gad crying, and and that woke Dax and I up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Josh Gad crying, crying video for Kristen Bell because he knew the uh, the personal sacrifice her and Dax were making. Was um, Gad crying for the landlords? Do you think? But, <laughs> but that does seem to be a uh, like that text exchange, whether it's real or not, seems to sort of dramatize a a thing that's happening where, um, you know, the companies clearly have not been financially responsible enough to make it work across like six to eight weeks of going dark, but they're expecting people to be able to have uh, been financially responsible enough to make it work. It just right. seems like, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's um, like, a, I'm, I'm glad that some landlords are doing the right thing, but it's like, yeah, we gotta, <laughs> we gotta, uh, force them to, or, you know, just not parent. Yeah. What do you, I mean, again, that we're, we're looking at a, Every day is bringing some version of, do I pick like doing the right thing or do I do the thing that's best for money? And I understand though too, like some people are unable to work and owning a property to have some kind of passive income is a way to have some kind of income as well. But mm. yeah, that when you look at companies, like there's also a lot of people who, whether it's a private company or private person that you rent from or one of these gigantic management companies, when you see these management companies or these, you know, these companies that own multiple rental structures be so fucking unaccommodating, that's when you're like, yeah, I wonder what happens if everyone in your building's like, yeah, we're not going to pay rent. Yeah, it definitely we can't. Like a we fucking can't now. But like, I so uh, super producer of fellow iHeart shows, Sophie Lichterman, uh, sent me a screenshot of maybe the most terrifying email I've ever. Uh, I've ever read, which was just something she sent to her landlord. It was like, it was so scary. It was badass. She was just like, the gross incompetence of this management company boggles the mind. You're like, holy shit. <laughs> the it mind was, yeah. boggles. I was boggled. I was, I, <laughs> I felt fully bodied by that email to not me. It was great. But let, let's talk about how I, I think this overall kind of logic applies to just generally uh, what the president and, you know, Fortune 500 CEOs are kind of the the frame of mind they're trying to get the country into. Because mm -hmm. uh, Trump has gone full-blown, uh, you know, we're going to send you back to work because you should want to work. Uh, uh, yeah. Because uh, it's what makes America great is is that we all work. Uh, but then it, it just it seems like it's totally motivated by I don't know their desperation to not have a bad quarter. Like it, it yeah. just seems like they are yeah. refusing to change their priorities to a you know survival mentality. Like we all need to be in a survival mentality, not a well this looks bad on the spreadsheets mentality. It has to be a fucking like we're we need to. Like, just go dark, survive this, and then come out and figure out a way out of it. But it can't be, we can't be, like, asking people to die for, for, I mean, I don't know, Jack, at a certain priorities. point, we got to ask if the cure is worse than the disease itself, you know God what I mean? Damn it, man. And, uh, you know, if the cure is this bad where, you know, I got to go on an earnings call and tell the investors why, um, you know, our output's down and why profits are down. Uh, that means no bonus for me. Okay, what the fuck am I, I mean, supposed to do? So yeah, that I'm would not actually feel super the pain. fucking suck. Yeah, ugh. I mean, yeah, it's it's getting to the point where it's like literally there, and people like know it, which makes it better and worse. But like the that they're just like bartering human lives for like for businesses, and it is. I don't know. It's really it's, scary. It's uh, you know, it's. This is what's been the underlying sickness of this country for decades. Um, mm -hmm. And it was easy to just sort of overlook a lot of it because it was coming, it was playing out in ways that aren't all sort of, for some people, like a situation like this makes all of these problems come out at a certain level and makes it all very clear to people like what's going on and where the priorities lie. And when you have 
people like, you know, the lieutenant governor of Texas trying to make like sacrificing your life for the capitalist machine sound like super metal and heroic. It makes you kind of like, oh, wow, that's that's really the that's that's the point we're at, because it's like, hey, we're feeling the crunch up here up top and we're no we're not willing to feel any discomfort over the economy shutting down. So now we are demanding that the masses shoulder that burden. So the elite do not have to. That's why you need to go back to work and I can continue to be boss. They need to be the first ones on the line and just kill themselves off. If that, if they're, if that's their plan, they need to be the first ones to go back and they need to do the fucking job with their own goddamn hands. Right. There was, there was a tweet from uh, Jamel Bowie, who's, uh, I think, uh, a, a writer that has done some stuff with the Times and stuff, but had like a really terrifying but good tweet yesterday that said, uh, hold on, I'm pulling it up in my faves. Uh, a faction of American elites are openly arguing that we should sacrifice at least a million of our citizens to keep the economy going, by which they mean the stock market blood for shareholder value. And that like basically summarizes what these people are arguing for. Yeah, it's yeah. it's come to the point where it's like, OK, now we're going to try and put a dollar amount on a human life. We were doing yeah. they were doing that before with things like medical care and things like that. But now it's really like, okay, well, let's look. How many people could die? Okay, and that's this much in losses. Okay, so one person dying. Okay, okay, I think we can live with that. Yeah, I think that's an important point. I mean, yeah, the the quote from the lieutenant governor of Texas, Dan Patrick, is wild. I don't know if we want to insert that I'll, here, I'll play but... it right now. I'll play it right okay, now. Okay, let's listen. So he, the lieutenant governor went on Tucker Carlson's show and essentially said, old people... Fucking lay your lives on the line so we can keep this sweet, sweet stock market going. And this the way he says it, it's it it really is like some black mirror type shit. And and we're gonna be in a total collapse, recession, depression, collapse in our society. If this goes on another several months, there won't be any jobs to come back to for many people. So uh, I'm going to be smart. I think all of my, my fellow grandparents out there are going to be smart. We all want to live. We want to live with our grandchildren as long as we can. But the point is, our biggest, our biggest gift we give to our, our country and our children and our yeah. grandchildren is the legacy of our country. And right now, that is at risk. And I feel like, as the president said, the mortality rate is so low. Do we have to shut down the whole country for this? I think we can get back to work. And, and I think we should wait out his time. And if he yep. says we need another week, I trust his judgment. But we have to have a time certain. We can't say in three months or six months or 12 months. Right. These businesses can't wait that long. So, um, Tucker, I, I intend to be around a long time on your show. But, but um, it's, it's worth I whatever it takes be. to save the country. Oh. Jesus Christ. Hey, grandmas and grandpas, can you just fuck off and die? Can Unless you you're like a one percenter, so that we can yeah. open the stock market again, like it's just it's yeah. That's what they're saying. There's no, yeah. there's no yeah. other way to, there's no other way to actually like distill that into some other sentiment. It's just simply, yeah. hey, poor people die so rich people can continue to earn money off the stock market. Yeah, I, I wonder. Like he, he's like, yeah, I'm gonna be careful. I'm sure my other grandparents. Uh, you're talking about people who are like you, wealthy enough to protect themselves and not go into work, and who have retirement funds and who like aren't going to be in the situation to die. Like, yeah, that's yeah, that that's and like that's who he's talking to. Also, like that's that's how something this asinine gets started is because all the rich guys start talking to each other and they're like, well, this is bad for us and people are going to want to make a sacrifice and they don't really think about, like they think that they're making a sacrifice, but they're not really because they know that they're going to be fine and the people that they know are going to be fine and their family's going to be fine. Well, Um, another another scare tactic, just as it relates to the stock market and like the kind of bullshit arguments to just like, let's get the stock market back going... Uh, kind of shit is um, some scaremongering for people whose uh, retirement are attached to the stock market um, where like, I don't know, like right. I, my, 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 all my dad's uh, retirement, which is not a lot 
is is tied to the stock market. And so he has been like, and I'm sure that a lot of people like retirement-ish age ha- has been, I mean, not arguing that like not reopen America, but is like, I don't know how I'm going to fucking retire now. Like if, if the stock market crashes this bad, when the time comes for me to take my money out in a couple of years, then like I'm not going to have enough to last for as long as retirement needs to last. And so it's just, and and so he's been getting like messages to that effect from, you know, from his, his place of work that is like, yeah, this is really bad. Seems like we should all get back to work. What do you think? Like shit like yeah, that. Like, and it's, yeah. And it sucks too, to have to have, you know, something like your long-term financial stability, like your retirement or pension tied to something as volatile as a stock market. Something as volatile, and then, yeah. And, and then and, weaponize that against some, someone rather than also like really they should be looking at okay well who's going to be made whole that is going to help the economy or the help the stock market bounce back and how are they going to use that money responsibly and then how are we also going to make this recovery package part of observing people who uh, unfortunately may have been completely fucked over by the market crash yeah and how do we take that into consideration rather than like well, what about like Spirit Air? How do we make sure they 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 stay online uh, and then they can fire as many people as they want? Right. We're and it and it just like brings another like glaring hole in the way things work, like brought to the forefront of like, yeah, if if the stock market is this volatile and the people who are, you know, like uh have a vested interest in it are such such chaotic evil people, then is it i mean it's not necessarily humane to have someone's entire retirement like attached to that like that no. just doesn't make any human sense that needs to be a public service so right yeah Ugh. there's other stories that are again this split between capital and labor like the in the sports world the 76ers ownership was asking every employee of uh the 76ers and the Philadelphia Flyers uh, from fifty thousand dollars up to take a twenty percent pay cut, uh, rather than you know them have a unprofitable quarter, and they eventually like got kind of uh reprimanded for that from the public because it's a public company that like people pay attention to, but shit like that is going on everywhere, and yeah. like right after they did that, Joel Embiid, who's the seventy sixers best player was like, okay, I will donate like $500,000 to those people so they don't have to take a pay cut. Like that reminds me of Zion Williamson, who's like an 18-year-old rookie in the NBA, was like, I'm going to donate a bunch of my money so that people who work at uh, at our arena don't have to, like are able to feed their family. And it it just reminds me of like, there there was this study uh, of like who scored the highest on the narcissism test in Hollywood. And it was all the reality stars because they, they got famous, not because they had a talent that made them famous. They have, they got famous because they have like a sucking hole where their self-worth is and they just needed to fill it with fame. And I think, that we're seeing a similar thing with capitalism, that the people who are richest are not necessarily the most skilled or the smartest. They are the most unbalanced, greedy, and predatory, and they're not going to do the right thing if they can possibly help it. And meanwhile, people who got rich by having a talent or a skill don't have that disposition. They're otherwise like mostly normal people, and so they have to donate money because they have empathy so that yeah. you know well that's really kind of i mean that's that's good to hear yeah but i mean I think- it's <laughs> fucked that that like it's that fucked, i think yeah. the entire country and system is run by people who are like the owners who are like uniquely uh uniquely constructed to not have empathy and be predatory that's how you get uh, hundreds of millions and billions of dollars is well yeah that's pre- how you can that's how you can look at some, yeah that's how you can look at making a cut to your labor force and say well actually if i cut this entire factory operation off and move it over here then i mm-hmm. can actually make three times as much money 
But the reason yeah. I can do it, make a decision like that is because I don't give a fuck about the people who worked in the factory that lived in the right. U.S. in the first place. And it's mm-hmm. my ability to not give a fuck about them that allows me to make the capital making the profit generating move to just shift my shit somewhere else in the name of profits. And, yeah. you know, again, that's that's just sort of the game where... All of this is the wealthy are asking the less fortunate to take to actually be sacrifice. the ones to sacrifice so it doesn't have to be them. And man, if I was doing some crisis PR for, let's say, the concept of capitalism, I'd be like, look, this is what y'all need to do right now. All you billionaires, come to the up. fucking just or come to the fucking rescue and be like, right. yo, here's fucking here's three billion dollars for me. Here's five billion for me. Here's ten billion for me. I get it. I made a lot of money, but I realize now I have the resources to make this right. Let me do that. And maybe people might shut the fuck up about taking all your shit when the dust settles after this. But right now, right. everybody's sitting on their hands acting like, well, actually, I need poor people to actually bo- tighten their belts up. Oh, that's the no, right. no, 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 no. See, yeah. Yeah, that's, the how, you, that's how you build the sentiment about against you. their family are the ones. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. It's, it's wild. Uh, and I mean, I, I do think this raises the, you know, the idea of a general strike because I mean, clearly yeah. the, the fortune 500 CEOs and the, uh, the government, like every, all the people who have the power clearly need, uh, you know, labor to, uh, to exist. Like they, they can't deal without labor and just with, after a week of people being quarantined, they are like on their knees, like begging people to go back to work. And right, uh, it's yeah, like you, I've seen yeah. a bunch of tweets from people just being like, "It's almost like the thing that was driving all the value was our labor." <laughs> Shockingly, yeah. well, I think yeah. again too, this shows you uh, why the media is so fucked up too. The emphasis of right. all the stories we're looking at come from the perspective of the moneyed class. It comes from what do we do about the economy? It's not about more stories about how can we circle around communities that are at risk right now, about the unhoused people, about people who are not uh, able or disabled, who are not able to work even, who can work even less now, who have needs for children who can't eat because they were depending on things at school. They pepper those stories in here and there as like, you know, little puff pieces, but then bring it back to like, Oh my God, but the economy, you know, like when you really look, look at that, it's like, I don't, that's not what actually stresses me out. I mean, I I know there are people who are stressed out about the, like the stock market aspect, but I'm like, how are we, why aren't we talking about how we can actually relieve the suction of capital from people who right now, the thing they're feeling is like, well, I have bills, I have rent. That means that's money coming up out my head, going up in a direction to somebody else who has more money than me. How can we relieve right. that pressure and like right. f- responsibly to say, everybody hold the fuck up. Nobody's moving any money around right now until we figure this shit out. Unless you're buying gas or groceries, that's the only shit money maybe can be exchanged on. But fuck a phone bill, fuck your rent, fuck utilities, fuck these car payments, fuck all this other stuff that's mostly owned by banks and shit like that. Why, yeah. why isn't why aren't we having meaningful discussion like that on the news? But I think because yeah. they don't want to put out there the fucking what the game is like, and that that needs to be de- dealt with behind closed it, doors. Right. Yeah. So think yeah. about all it's, the it's, think about all the important economic news there is, like all the different like factors that influence the economy. And to your point about the media, think about that. There's an entire cable channel msnbc that is nothing but dedicated to the u.s economy and the only thing they pay attention to is the stock market it's like that yeah that's all you need to know about like how the media is just fully fully focused on the thing that influences like the people who live around them it's all just like a mid culture where it's like yeah. a, the the media saying like the thing they care about amid thing that is absolutely right. devastating right. the rest of right. the world like it's right. just yeah and and i don't know it's like we were talking about uh last week it's hard to find like sources that feel reliable like now kind of more than ever cuz you just have to kind of check yourself and be like well but wait what is like, you know, on the surface, I'm like, well, 
a lot of boomers are like, oh, MSNBC, it's the lesser of two evils. But it's like, no, they have a vested interest in stuff that's fucking you over. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Upper. Um, and in I the mean, meantime, the... it's like to see like places like um, New Zealand um, go into isolation with just 100 cases of, of COVID in their country. And it's just kind of. I don't know. Like they're well, yeah. Places that have figured out like proper social safety nets to be like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Even if you're not working, there's a way to make this all work. That's not yeah. how this country works. And I think right. just when you look at the news coverage and who dictates that, like the moneyed class people who's probably have a ton of their wealth tied up in the stock market, which is why they're shitting themselves because they could lose yeah. tens of millions of dollars. It shows you that their biggest fear is to be working class. That is the biggest fear. Of wealthy yeah. people is to be working class because when you are working class, nobody gives a fuck about you. And they don't want, they know that because they set the game up like that. So now mm-hmm. they're on their hands and knees being like, oh, well, I, 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 we, we got to figure out how to, we need to figure out how y'all going to get back to work because I can't be like y'all. Right. right. Yeah. So fuck that. I have we, no sympathy need to, man, for a, a, half these fucking companies, man. Yeah. We need to shut everything the fuck down and just focus on people not starving to death and then come out whenever the doctors tell us to come out and yeah. Yeah. First tell Trump and first. these people to shut the fuck up. And then rethink um, how your these real estate markets work and then rethink how these health, this health industry works and then rethink how these investments work and then rethink how our manufacturing works. Yeah. Yeah, but the first priority is like protecting people and like saving fucking lives. They're- yeah, yeah. And not using the just the disturbing calculus of what does a human life cost a millionaire's portfolio? Jesus right. H. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um one one story that uh I wanted to bring up real quick is uh just about like the media spin, the the way the conservative uh media and the Trump administration started referring to uh the virus as the China virus. Uh, Kurt Eichenwald had a article uh, where he basically reported out that they had consulted, like as the infection rate and the death toll rose, uh, Republicans and administration officials realized they couldn't keep just saying, you know, COVID-19 is a fictional thing being used to hurt Trump. So they, rather than just like going with what scientists were saying, their decision was to reach out to a political consultant to find a spin that would allow them to attack Democrats and the media uh, and distract everybody from Trump's abject failure to protect protect the country. And the consultant came up with the idea of them calling it uh, the China virus or the Chinese virus. Uh, and like so that this uh, never Trump Republican had reached out to him and told him this story before they even started using it. And he was like, well, that wouldn't work, but okay. And then mm. sure enough, like he, like a day later, he heard Tucker Carlson call it uh, the China virus. And then Trump started bringing it up. And then, I mean, it, it, it worked. the Wuhan virus uh, in a yeah. few different places as well. Just like all those yeah. fucking racist deflective variants on yeah. it. Yeah. And it, uh, it definitely worked in the sense that they then created the narrative and started a narrative around the idea that, well, Democrats are mad that we're just like referencing the fact that it came from China. And that's a, like they, you know, they figure they know their audience extremely well. And, Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, well enough that, that, that fucking man died trying to make his own fucking malaria medicine with like fucking aquarium chemicals. Yep. So, um, Yeah. But anyways, I mean, it's incredibly harmful. Like the media, like I'm, a, I'm definitely not saying the media and Democrats are wrong to criticize uh, the use of that phrase because it's incredibly racist and uh, contributing to what is already a dangerous situation for Asian Americans. Yeah, right I now. think yeah. I think part of the sort of strategy around that is like you, you can you acknowledge the, that it's racist and then also acknowledge that they are doing that intentionally to try and distract yeah, you from that's they might as well call to. it the honestly dude like we can't pin this on trump flu is probably right. what is really what it's called for uh all right guys let's take another quick break and we'll be right back 
And we're back. And one company that's not sitting this shit out. Oh, yeah. My boys at Mountain Dew. Holy shit. They are like the air guitaring league of the United States. Dude, MTN Dew is a fuck. They told COVID 19, fuck you, pussy. The Dew ain't gonna (laughs) stop doing what it do. Um, and they are set to release a new flavor that literally, I can't believe this looks like the Venn diagram of like th- where Jack O'Brien is the middle. Story. It's Mountain Dew with a fucking great white shark on it called Mountain Dew Frostbite. It looks like Jaws coming out of the fucking ice like some fucked up sequel. Um, yeah. And J- Jack, this is the flavor for you. Only, uh, But you can only get it at Walmart. <laughs> so you got to get to a Walmart if you want this blue yeah. dew. You gotta get COVID if you want to get the do. There, there's. Uh, I feel like the way that this product got on the market was just that someone was like talking to a Mountain Dew representative, and they have their fucking goatees or whatever, and then they're <laughs> like, and the 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 Mountain Dew. Okay, here's my here's how I picture it. Mountain Dew guy is like, yeah. So like, we're not gonna you know introduce any new products during the COVID nineteen outbreak. So and then someone was just like, what are you fucking scared? And then that's why they're <laughs> releasing this. Right. Oh, wow. They just got pumped into it. Right. I think I'm a fucking yeah. pussy. I'll put a fucking shark on the bottle, dog. And then this comes out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I cannot not uh, go out and buy this. So uh, yeah. you can catch me at uh, at the Walmart. In the I, I don't know what the nearest Walmart is. Probably the one in the Valley. Uh, there's no, there's one. Sure. Yeah, yeah, there's one uh yeah, there's one over by you. But um the I but the flavor is what kind of get is a little weird. It's a quote, a burst of icy refreshment, fucking duh, but with a cool <laughs> melon flavor. Ew. Mm. What mm. kind of melon? That's a miss. I don't like that. That's a miss. I don't yeah, know. That's a miss for me. Shark melon? Although Shark melon. Fl- <laughs> a shark melon, yeah. <laughs> Great white piss. It's like great white shark pissing in your mouth. Great white piss. <laughs> but you want to um, know what shark piss tastes like, but you're probably like, wait, how could you know? Because they swim in water already. We'll crack open a bottle of Mountain Dew Frostbite shark piss. <laughs> um, it. I mean, the Mountain Dew should never try to approximate anything, right? Like... <laughs> code red code red is not like it's not like they're like a berry flavor it's just it's code red bro it's code Fucking, red you know it when you taste it their well, greatest yeah. flavor sierra mist or not sierra mist what what is it um baja blast baja, baja blast, blast. Yeah. oh blast I got, oh I, I could go for a baja blast right now i could yeah. too yeah, well, Code Red is, I think, theirs, except with it, I, what they say, it has a kick of cherry. That's how they do it. Nah, do a little cherry. The then there's Voltage. Right. It's due charged with raspberry, citrus, and ginseng. Okay, Mr. Charged. Oh, Did you guys ever drink Surge? I miss Surge. Hell yeah, I drank Surge. Oh, Surge! man, I remember Sur- when Surge came out, We um, in LA, there used to be this thing called Clipper Night where local like elementary schools could play on the sports arena basketball court before a Clippers NBA game. Um, and around the time, I think Keith Kloss was playing right before he got jumped outside of a nightclub for any NBA fans out there, they were, they were promoting surge and handing it out by the case to like teenage kids leaving a fucking Clipper game. (laughs) And we were getting on a bus and our teachers were like, only take one bottle of surge, only take (laughs) one can of surge. And we're like, fuck you, Ms. Harrison. I'm blowing up my motherfucking bag. Oh, it was, it was glorious. Whenever they make the TV show about Mad Men for our era. That's oh, like yeah. one of the scenes they have <laughs> the to The surge guys. Uh, there is I remember there was like a my one of my cousins told us, and I think that he thought it was true. Like I I was getting surge from like whatever, like a Burger King, like soda machine. And he's like, you know that surge is just all the other sodas mixed together and dyed <laughs> green. And like he that was he was like, you can just make no. surge at your house by mixing together all the other sodas. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely not true, and I had heard that about uh, Di- uh, Dr. Pepper. I oh, think. really? Oh, that makes yeah. more sense, because it's at least supposed to have multiple flavors. No, my cousin right. thought it was like green piss on top of all the other sodas. Shrek no, they, piss. 
the commercials equated it to like having a substance abuse problem. Like the <laughs> first commercial, I remember because it was so out of this fucking world. I just remember all of our friends, you'd be like, Surge! Screaming it because in the, I don't know if you remember this commercial, it's vivid. This dude has a bottle of Surge and he puts it like on the back of a couch. And then there's like a group of like 10 horny, like 20 year old dudes who are like frothing at the mouth for this bottle of surge. But like there's an obstacle course of like bombed out couches that they have to like steeple chase over to get to the bottle. And once the guy places the bottle, he screams out at the top of his fucking lungs. Surge! <laughs> and then the guys fucking run to try and get the bottle. And the one dude who gets it, he's not even drinking. He's like throwing it in the air. Like he's like, I got the fucking surge. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, just holding it it's like the, a yeah. combination of meth and the ring from uh lord of the rings mad you hold it and feel its power yo madman for like the early aughts would be so funny like we want to check in with the guys who made the gusher campaign where kids heads turned into full-ass like, strawberries <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah like yeah what's that guy's story is he cheating on his wife like <laughs> for sure he is <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, the guys who the guy who came up with the idea of the Red Bull women who like go around and give out Red Bull on college campuses. Oh, right. <laughs> and then, like one of the one of the characters is a Red Bull woman who then like becomes an ad copywriter because she's really great, really smart. Oh, oh my um, God! Jesus! Oh my God! Hold on! And Keep she's these got ideas like, inside. We got a we got we got a little writer's room we can got going. Right. Here. Well, that's just got Peggy's like, storyline updated. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's like if we gave uh, Peggy like ombre hair and yeah. like a graphic tee that said ninety nine percent angel, one percent devil, we're in business. <laughs> <laughs> and it's played by Elizabeth Moss again. Uh, it's still Elizabeth Moss. Elizabeth Moss yeah, is yeah, wilding out on some weirdo part right now. She'd do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's such a good actor, and she's great. Uh, yeah. Um, by the way, guys, I have some bad news for me. Uh, Baja Blast is not just Baja Blast flavored. It is actually a tropical lime flavor, uh, oh, which is bullshit. Isn't. Idiot. So all all Mountain Dew flavors are bullshit. Um, yeah. That's funny. I appreciate them like tr keeping the scam up though, and being like, "No, it definitely. You taste it. You taste the cherry yeah. in there. Oh <laughs> yeah. I'm. Oh, what, hell tropical yeah, lime isn't even a fruit. <laughs> oh, I'm down in Baja, California, man. You sipping. You know this the blast. tropical lime right down here. It's the same color as the water at many golf courses. Oh, it's exactly. so sweet. Uh, let's talk real quick. Uh, we always have to get an update from a celebrity. Uh, who has had the quarantine affect their life. Um, don't believe the stories that uh, Jared Leto has started a cult during the quarantine. Uh, he started a cult before the quarantine and is currently <laughs> uh, doing social distancing like he should. So uh, that that's an old story that, again, is just getting regurgitated because yeah. it's slow news. He day. didn't know about coronavirus because he was with his cult. Okay. Right. Uh, okay. Exactly. Now he knows yeah. and he's keeping social distance from his cult that he's had for a while now. Okay. Oh. <laughs> uh, but Jeremy Renner, on the other hand, uh, is really the uh, Jared Leto of the Marvel Universe. Uh, Jeremy <laughs> Renner. Uh, what, what's going on with Jeremy Renner, guys? You got to tell he, the people. Dude. All right, so apparently he knew 2020 was about to be a fucking lean year for him because he's oh, wow. done with the Avengers shit. Well, his Maybe... Hawkeye series was almost canceled because yeah. of some allegations, but then I think it was uncanceled, but now it's recanceled. I, I don't know. So he's basically saying between, look, dudes, uh, I wasn't going to be working much this year, even though I was in some of the biggest films ever on paper. Uh, I just, this goddamn alimony and child support is too damn much for me, Judge. You gotta ease up on me. Jer. Uh, I think he's paying around 30000 a month um, for his child that goes to his ex-wife. But he's just saying, like, you know, now that these other productions are holding up, I think 11000 is probably a better amount uh, <laughs> for my <laughs> child. So I don't know. I don't. I don't know, Judge. You tell me. But I. I, th I think that's fair. It's such a weird discussion to begin with because you're just like eleven. That 
For what? But then you're just like, no, Jeremy, <laughs> take Jeremy Renner's money away from him. I something right. I think is interesting is that uh, Jeremy Renner's ex-wife's name is Sunny, which can't be a coincidence. I think <laughs> my dog is scamming Jeremy Renner out of nineteen thousand dollars a month. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just just was wearing lipstick and a wig for their. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, yeah, we're gonna need thirty thousand. Sorry, <laughs> the <laughs> Sorry, needs have dog. changed. Uh, no. I don't know. What do you think his, you know, that Jeep didn't re-up his music contract? Is yeah, that the situation? How much do you think he got paid for yeah. this Jeep thing? That's why I'm like, so I, if, much I'm, money. if I'm Sonny Pacheco, his ex's lawyer, I'm going to yeah. the judge. I go, your honor, this motherfucker had an app last year. This dude was popping last Have year. Have you so heard don't... his single Nomad? It slaps. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just play the Jeep commercials and you will you will be unable to play the one especially oh, yeah. the one where he no leaves a black man. tie event and uh drives his Jeep out to a concert that has spontaneously formed for him. They just kinda had a feeling he was gonna not think that that black tie party was lame. Uh I but love, Jeremy I mean, Renner I think is a talented actor, but I would put him also mm-hmm. in the category of I don't know. The town, he was pretty good. I thought, I, I've always. The town? Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. You didn't think he went, was good in the town? Went to the premiere of the fucking town at Fenway Park. Oh, uh, shit. Oh, the man. cathedral? Uh, the cathedral? Yeah, oh, yeah, we call it fucking church, okay? There. Um, Mr. Renner, I just want to tell you despite what's happening in the world and the economy, you still do have an obligation to pay. Your child support in Alamo. Yeah, I understand. I understand, Your Honor, but I'm just telling you right now, my my income is just so unpredictable. I gotta tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that was worth it. They're, Very worth it. Uh, past uh, Zeitgeist, Zeitgeist, uh, Johnny Pemberton and I did some some Renner bits a while back, and we were just going, we were going through. We focused on his single Nomad, which is underrated, I think. Mm, um, yeah, but we were just because everybody knows Heaven ain't got no name or something. Heaven don't <laughs> have a name, even though okay. that they say the yeah. name in the title. Uh, the uh, the the lyrics to Nomad, it literally sounds like it was generated by a PG rated machine, where <laughs> it's just like if this world's a circle, ooh, I got no time for them squares. Two plus two must equal. I don't care. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'll jump off the edge to get me there. Like it's just it's just the most bullshit. It's about nothing. I Hell love yeah, it. King. I'm a nomad. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Renner! Good oh. to have him back. Good Let's to have get him some back. Renner on TDZ. AKs back in the, back in the mix. I need some Renner yes. AKs. Uh, any quarantine activities we want to share with the Zeit Gang? Um, I've been using this new app, or not new app, new to me. Just as other people were TikTok? quick to point out that, uh, yeah, Uncooked Two <laughs> is an older game, but um, I, there's this app called Portal. And it's basically like these soundscapes that are recorded with like professional sound engineers are going into like Nepal or the fucking rainforest or like a field in England and just capturing like this atmospheric nature sound. Um, And it's mixed in a way that it feels almost like surround sound. So if you got really good headphones on, I put them on, I get high I will like listen to an audiobook or a podcast. And if I close my eyes, bruh, I can go places. I'm telling you. It's <laughs> but so in the in the the free version, you get like four sounds, and I've just been messing with those, but like there are other ones you can unlock that are like, you know, there's one that's just like a roaring like wood fire. It says it's Switzerland, but it's just the sound of this like wood crackling. I'm look, portal is just cool. You can mix it with your podcast, audiobooks, and like it's mixed in a way where like you're like it's sort of on the periphery sort of of where it's taking up the sonic space with your hearing so you can also so it's carved out enough that you can listen to whatever else you want and still kind of vibe to it love it love it uh all right guys well it's been a pleasure talking to you guys as always uh jamie where Mm -hmm. can people find you and follow you uh, you can follow me on twitter.com at Jamie Loftus Help, Instagram at Jamie Christ Superstar. 
Uh, I'm doing a live uh, stream on, well, yeah, uh, tonight, Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard on the Lyric Hyperion Instagram page to help raise money for their uh, employees, and it'll be fun. I, I shot a couple sketches with Isaac. They're not very good. You should tune in. <laughs> See, <laughs> they are, oh boy, they're bad. So yeah, uh, hopefully, uh, and then donate a little bit of money to the Lyric if you can. Uh, and is there a tweet you've been enjoying? Uh, yeah, I've been, well, not, maybe enjoying isn't the word, but, uh, there has, uh, I mean, in, in part, um, super producer Ana Hosnia, uh, Ana Hosnia brought this to my attention in addition to Mitra Juhari. They're, um, doing a Twitter storm slash, uh, making a lot of calls to end COVID sanctions on Iran and encouraging, um, there's a movement encouraging people to, uh, tweet at their representatives and just encourage people to loosen sanctions on Iran so that we can, you know, actually fucking help someone f for once and not, um, you know, make sanctions worse and, and make things harder and be inhumane and evil. So uh, there's uh, Mitra Juhari. Uh, her whole account right now is just um, f full of um, things regarding this. It's the hashtag is end COVID sanctions. And uh, her uh, handle is at Tweetra Juhari. Awesome. Uh, Miles, where can people find you? And is there a tweet you've been enjoying? Twitter, Instagram, PlayStation Network, Miles of Grey, other show, 420 Day Fiance, new episode out today with Sophia Alexandra and I talking about 90 Day Fiance. Um, and a tweet I like. Okay, look, it's a little, if you got kids around, turn turn them away turn the volume down put headphones in because it's just a, it's a little it's a little it's a little r-rated but it made me laugh so hard this is from at lex the stampede it said if her pussy smelled like fruits and flowers she sprays some shit on it because real pussy smell like that heat coming from the back of the ps4 <laughs> <laughs> okay oh my god this is Wow, these are things that pop up on me feed and give me a little bit of a laugh. Yeah, <laughs> heat coming out the feed. back of the PS4. Oh boy. Uh, Jenny Lewis tweeted, I am tweeting Quarantino. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's a good musician, so I like her. Uh, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on, Miles. What is it going to be? Uh, this is from Prefuse 73 or Prefuse 73. I always say Prefuse, but uh, this is from an album that came out 17 years ago. One Word Extinguisher is one of the first albums I ever heard from this artist and got me really interested in like more forward thinking production and things like that uh, and making my own music as well. And this song is called Pentagram and it's just great because it's got a great vocal sample. It, you know, they change, it goes in a different meter at times. There's a little bit of something for everybody depending on what kind of music you like, but uh, check out the entire album, One Word Extinguisher. It's really, really cool. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for this morning. We will be back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we will talk to you guys then. Bye. Bye. Bye.